Hi, I'm Casey Jackson. I'm Miles Rogers, and this is Show Stories, produced by the Hive Mind Collective. It's a podcast about all things local music. Great stories from shows past. And promoting bands, musicians, artists, and producers that are making music in your community. And now, here's Show Stories. What's up? My name's Miles. This is Casey Jackson, and you're listening to Show Stories, Episode 4. It is our second part of our interview with Taylor Orton. Uh, he and I told some I Am The Ocean stories. He told us some stories uh, before I was in I Am The Ocean. Um, it, was a, it was a good evening. We had a good time. Way good time. That's going to be a little bit later in the podcast. For now, we kind of wanted to go over... I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this, we really want to be about local music. So we've got a couple of shows we want to tell you about. We've got a couple of local releases we want to tell you about. Um, let's start with the releases. Just uh, first and foremost, our, our good friend, uh, Bobby Haifong, Robert. He hates us calling him Bobby, but his name is Bobby Haifong. Bobby Haifong. <laughs> it, it was our pimp name we made for him. <laughs> Robert, a uh, uh, former bandmate, um, we were uh, in a band called The Archives together. He now is in a band called Local Forecast. And uh, this past Saturday, they released their three-song EP called I. Casey, have you listened to it? Yeah, I've listened to it. It's a three-song, really cool. So it's an easy listen. Yeah, and, quick, uh, quick listen. Uh, I listened to that song, Let's Talk, Bro. That is a dancer. It's it got me shaking my booty. Definitely. It's solid stuff, great leads. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Robert. Good job, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds we, really good. We want to meet the other members of your band, which we will be meeting, and we'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, also, um, some dudes we, we really like. We haven't we haven't really talked to them a lot, but we've been admiring them from afar. Uh, this band called Saving Sydney. Um, they're... They're pretty epic. I like yeah. them. What do you think? One of our friends plays guitar, or uh, it's, he's a friend of Harry's mostly. Yeah. I think he worked at Little Caesars with him. Uh, Mark Healy. Little Caesars. Yeah, Mark Healy uh, plays guitar for them, and um, they've been killing it. You know, they they released three songs since they um, debuted themselves, and uh, Stay Gold um, was one of their most recent, and then East to Me was their most recent release. Um, check them out, you guys. Seriously, Saving Sydney. They're really cool. Look them up, I'm sure. In all the places. Take a little bit of time. I mean, if you're a person that builds their own playlists anyway, you know, take a little time and look up some local bands and you know, I know that you'll find one that you love and that you'll want to listen to all the time. No doubt. No doubt. I still pull out old local stuff from back in the day and... And I mean, it's amazing. There's so much good new music in Salt Lake. I'm always, I'm always like, what is this? Wow, brand new. Well, cool. Yeah, check them out, guys, for real. We've uh, looking at the the show calendar coming up. Um, our boys in a band called Dad Bod. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Dad Bod. Dad Bod. The archives. Uh, uh, last show we actually played with them at um, Kilby or Metro. I believe it was Kilby. Yeah, we had two shows within a week of each other. I remember. Yeah, that. So they kind of ran together. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Austin Weber, 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 Weber. Sorry, bud. Um, he, he's he's uh, headlining that show. Dad Bod is opening for him. Uh, February 9th, got a band called Ingested and Visceral Disgorge. That's Ooh, what's up. That's like the most metal band name that so I've heard heavy. all week. They're probably I don't even <laughs> know them, and they're probably so heavy. Also ingested. That's pretty gnar. Ingest. You know, be really funny is if they weren't metal at all. Yeah, dude, <laughs> totally. That would be even better if they're like a death cab, like yeah. style, just like super soft and like heartfelt rock. 
Sorry, we're not we're not making fun of your band. If you're listening, we'll go to listen this, to it now. We, we are going to go listen to Visceral Disgorge and ingest it now. Um, February tenth. Uh, oh, these shows are at Kilby, by the way. Kilby, the the greatest venue around, in my opinion. So intimate, bro. It, it's it's just so. Um, it's such a staple in Salt Lake. Yeah, it's been so important to so many of us who have who have played Salt Lake music. I mean, dude. I, when we were talking with Aaron, you know, those the the two two show nights that was a that was a, a period of of uh, Kilby that you know is gone now. They're not. Yeah. There's not enough. You know what I mean? To not pack to pack, two, pack two shows into one night, but that was that was some crazy shit when that that kind of thing was happening. Uh, but yeah, so uh, February first, Dad bought in Austin Weber. February 9th, ingested visceral disgorge, and then also February tenth, miniature tigers and Katsu Oso. Those that are sounds like a, a sharp show. A sharp Katsuoso <laughs> sharp. I don't know why it just sharp. sounds sharp. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> definitely sounds sharp. I'm with you there. Um, and then um, this uh, this past week um, we were at practice. Harry um, whipped out his phone and goes, "Have you guys heard this band called Silent Planet?" Oh my gosh! It blew my face off. Blew both of our faces off. <laughs> we literally, the three of us, stood huddled around his phone for like probably two whole songs videos we're watching their drummer their drummer is so solid yeah precise timing impeccable amazing super fun to watch so they're playing at metro with a band called gray haven on february 25th um i'll be there y'all listening i'll see you there if you're gonna if you're gonna be there be there it's it'll be a, a crazy good show yeah we want to see you in the crowd guys yeah like like casey always says to you um well uh Casey and I um, are part of a, a little uh, three-piece musical outfit we like to refer to as Lamanites. We are Lamanites. Um, we're playing our debut slash only show uh, for the time being. For the time being. Uh, our drummer's leaving us in, in March, um, so any drummers out there listening, give us a holler. We wanted to have a show before we left town. So, so yeah, just kind of say goodbye to Harry and... Uh, um, goodbye to the current lineup of Lamanites. Hello and goodbye, because it'll be our first and last. Yep. But uh, we're excited. Uh, we're we are um, opening uh, that show, and uh, we will be playing with uh, our friends in the band Local Forecast, which I told you about a few minutes ago. Um, be there or be square. Uh, March 11th. March right? 11th. Yep, at Metro Music Hall. So Metro I'm excited Music to play Hall. on that stage again. JRC events. Yeah, JRC events. Um, tickets are available now for ten dollars at wearelamanites.com. Buy tickets. Just uh, just go to wearelamanites.com. Go to the store section, and it'll be right there. Really appreciate you getting that all set up for us, guys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, uh, well, uh, anything else you'd like to share with the fine folk, Case? Um, I think that's it for this week. Um, our, our interview with Taylor, as you know, ran over two episodes. So that, you know, and this this last part is actually it's, it's a little lengthy. So we'll give the rest of the episode to Taylor. <clears throat> uh, also, reminder: next week we have a, a new episode coming out with our boy Chris Sweet. It'll be a part one of two, likely. So, um, yeah, just to give you guys a little teaser on that. Um, Taylor, why don't we uh, pass it on over to you? I Am The Ocean recorded Escapist Fiction in 2009. Yeah, 2009. Let's talk about that experience a little bit. That whole experience was 
it was awesome, but at the same time, it was just chaos, I chaos. guess. Talk about it. So you guys left Salt Lake? Went well, to, we went left to Salt Portland. Lake, what was it, January January 11th or 10th, 2009. We went, we went there and did a whole bunch of pre-pro while we were there. We had a lot, we had a lot of time because the label gave us money for most of what, what we label? Were do. Uh, Uprising Records. Oh, you guys were. Sean Mutaki. Um, he got most of his label start because he signed Fallout Boy. Oh, wow. And then, I think it was under the cork tree, they released that record. They released that record on a different label while they were still on Uprising. So Sean was like, no, suing you. Nope, suing. And did he win? Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, so he got he got a big chunk of change for that because it's basically like that record sold a whole bunch. So they were like, he was like, well, most of that's mine. Most of that's <laughs> mine. I, I own you still. Yeah. But Sean was always cool because he he never asked us to tour. He would just call and be like, how are things? And he'd be like, you guys are still on the road? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys never asked me for a van, never asked me for a trailer, like nothing, like no gear. No, like, money. And you just tour like, more than any of the bands on my label. Yeah, this is like... I, I mean, I remember I was when I was touring, you know, anywhere, it was... Oh, Salt Lake City, it was either, like, are you guys Mormon? Or they would ask an- us about SLC Punk. Answer is always yes. Or if, if you're Mormon. they would ask us if they if we knew I Am The Ocean. That was It was literally in the top three questions of, just, of people. You always say, are you Mormon? Yes. Yes. Have I, I seen SOC Punk? I yes. have five wives. I have and they're like, are you serious? And they're no. dead serious. For real. Bro, this Asian lady at a, um, at a, what was, it was a buffet, um, like one of those all-you-can-eat buffets. This guy, Pastor Chad, took us to an all-you-can-eat buffet to feed us all. And uh, this lady was just aggressively talking about how Mormons run the state of Utah and that they're all bad people. And I'm like, well, my parents are them. But uh, <laughs> so. thanks. Anyway, um, well, you're the devil. Yeah, I'm the devil. Those were those were interesting, interesting. It, it, but I mean, honestly, in in conversation, it, it more happened obviously because like we were playing shows and shit. We were playing a lot of the same venues that you guys had played. Yeah, but it was in the in in the top five questions every single time. You guys know I'm the ocean, of course. You know, and there'd be that that sticker there. I remember the first time we ever played uh, Fort Collins. We played at Surfside 7, which was the old old Surfside. There's a new Surfside now, but it's a pizza joint. And they had just this tiny, tiny stage. Like, barely could fit all of us on it. Like, my drum kit barely fit on it. <laughs> and I remember we played, and they were like, oh, man, like, you guys did great. We haven't had a band this good play here since Form of Rocket. And we are like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that's tight. Like, all right, well... Those we know those guys, you know they're from yeah, our town, absolutely. and they're like, "Whoa, all right, cool." It's like, yeah, Form of Rockets legendary. It's yeah, absolutely. Still to this day, still. Escapes Fiction, two thousand nine, January two thousand nine, Salt Lake. Yeah, January eleventh, tenth or eleventh, we left. Did some pre pro, but I was I was there from January eleventh till February eighteenth. Oh wow! And I recorded. Were you guys staying in the studio? No, we stayed at Steph- oh, with Stephen. Stephen Hawk's house in Hillsboro, which <clears throat> that is basically my home away from home because oh yeah, I've probably stayed in that house more than I would have liked to. I mean, it mm-hmm. was awesome because I got to hang out with Grillmaster Greg all the time and oh yeah, and Robert and shout out Grillmaster Greg. Yeah, 
all these awesome dudes. But I was, I initially, we did, I think it was like a week and a half, maybe two weeks of pre-pro just to kind of like work with Stefan and see what we needed or what we didn't need. Tuned all my drums up, got everything set up, and I was done with drums in four days. Sick. So. How many songs? Ten songs? Ten songs, yeah. So it's basically, what else is there, you know, I'm not really needed anymore. So I'm just. No, after, I mean, after your drums are tracked, it's like literally. No, that was the best. Because, yeah, it's like, that's just. Being part of the rhythm section is the same thing. As soon as your bass tracks are done, it's like, peace. We did guitars first, and then I did bass, but then Drew still had to write and record and so that that took a week yeah that was like another thing too was really complicated because drew had vocals written i guess and then decided to just not do that and start from scratch again for escapist yeah so he came there loaded ready i I don't know if he was necessarily loaded but like had ideas okay and then started over and Jeremy decided that from Could Be Nothing to Some, Hurricane Dane's first record, Jeremy was always like, you can sing, because I've heard it. So I want you to sing on this record. So from the from there, it was changed. Yeah. And so, and I don't want swear words because we want radio hits. All day. You know? So. I always was curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, it was funny because we just did the 10 year <clears throat> and, and Drew actually brought it up. He's like, do I even swear on this record? <laughs> Like ah, I think like once. Yeah, a little bit. It was complicated process because I just want to hear you. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that was Drew's. I don't know. Drew's Drew's a great lyricist. And I guess sure. I guess they were there for like a month and a half, like two months past when I had left. Oh, so you left? Yeah, I, I flew home because Kay, Katie flew me home for my birthday. Oh, nice. Because I hadn't been home for my birthday for like I think like six years. You just been on the road, yeah, grinding. <laughs> So it was always just like, oh, yeah, I'm somewhere. I call my parents, you know, and they're like, oh, Tales from the Road. Tales from the Road. Happy birthday, Tay. Yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my 20th birthday, and we're playing a bar, and I'm getting drunk. Snuck in. Because nobody gives a shit. Well, yeah, some of the some of the places gave a shit. That, yeah, that was tough. But not when you have Adam's backup ID. That's true. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I had, I had yeah. an ID that didn't look like me, and... And everybody in the band somewhat looks similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric could use Jeremy's ID. <laughs> no, for real. Dude. I remember those days. Like, literally, like, I'm, when I when I didn't know them very well, I met yeah. Eric, and I was like, I, just, I thought you were Jeremy. Yeah. I thought you were My bad. When Drew's, Drew started posting videos of, like, live videos of them at the Shred Shed, mm-hmm. and literally had to do a double take of, wait, which one is Jeremy? Which one, one, which one yeah. has the bass? Okay. There yeah. we go. <laughs> no, I remember... Just even back in the day, is always like, are those? It was, it was always. Are they brothers? Are they brothers? And then me and Carl, people were like, are you guys brothers? Oh yeah, definitely. When you had the long hair. Yeah, sure. and and we we me and Carl would say we were brothers, and people wouldn't believe us. And then we'd have people call Carl's mom, and she'd be like, Oh yeah, my other son Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're brothers. Play along, <laughs> for sure. So uh, you left, flew home, because Katie flew you home, home, and then for my birthday, and then I guess they were there for a really long time after still just working on vocals and working on everything else, and it was a bummer to not be there, but also... Yeah, shit to do. Yeah, shit to do. Also, I heard it was very complicated, because people were getting frustrated, people were arguing, 
Stefan was getting mad because things weren't getting done. We were going way past our initial time of what we had planned. What you budgeted, for sure. Yeah, so it was... In all goodness, I mean, it's a great record. No, it's an amazing record. I I had so much fun at the anniversary. Yeah, but that's another, that's another like, when I think of... And your city needs swallowing was the first time I'd ever been like in a real studio, I guess. Like, yeah, obviously with Christopher Kermit, you know, like Christopher Kermit's badass, the greatest genius. One of, one that, of the was, greatest. that was back when his studio was in Hillsboro at his parents' house in a in their garage. In their garage, yeah, that's what that record's that's also, incredible. So. Yeah, that's also where uh, No Battle was recorded. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, I love uh, No Battle. But we. The first time I ever recorded, I think it was seven seven days, ten songs. I guess and you're seeing the song is eleven songs with Kellen's ending track. Yeah. And then Escape Escape Fiction. Fiction was four days. And then overhead, five songs was what, two and a half hours? Yeah, two and a half ish. <laughs> yeah. It was it was ridiculous. It was like one take. Stefan's like, I think you got it. Yeah, the first first two songs I did first try. One take. It was just like, what? Yeah, I was, I was, he's I think. Machine? He's a monster, dude. Most, yeah, I think that was the most prepared for recording, I think, I've ever been. So yeah, we far. were solid. We, we jammed hard yeah. for that. That was, that was fun. Then that's when, I mean, that's when Eric had decided. Well, yeah, so that's, that's, Escape that's, is Fiction in the studio, Eric left. Well, Eric, Eric, was, quit, the Eric quit the band and was like, I'm going to finish rec- recording this record and then I'm done. Yeah. I was like, cool. And then that's when, after that is when Fear Before was like, hey, we want to take you guys on tour, but we're not sure like if it's worth it. Because like draw wise, you know? Yeah. So we're like, how about we take you out for two weeks to like our spots? Yeah. And then you decide if you want to you take us out. You decide if you want to take us yeah. out. So we took them out to all our like sweet spots, California, Seattle, all of our really fun spots we like to play. Where you had peeps that would come out for yeah. sure. And uh, that was the K9 Party Time tour. K9 Party Time. Because everybody brought their dogs. <laughs> I didn't bring my dog, but... Uh, Two of the dudes from Fear Four did, and obviously Scribble was Scribble, there. Scribble, obviously. Yeah, other other dogs were there too. But <clears throat> took them out, and then after that, they were like, "Cool, we, we're going to do this two month tour." Amazing. And that two month tour was the longest and one of the funnest tours I've ever been on. And I think that was initially like the last big thing for In the Ocean. It's almost like the almost like the last big thing for Fear Four, also. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It was like right when self-titled came out, Fear Before, and they were touring on it, and it was, it was great. You know, it yeah. was a good time. Came out halfway through the tour. First first month of tour was with Demira, their fellow record label mates, and then second half was with Exotic Animal Petting Zoo. Oh, nice. Which those Indiana boys are crazy boys. Yeah, wild boys. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, just touring, then. People fight on tour. You run into some weird shit. How did how did Binks come into play? So we were. I'll tell you exactly how it went down for me. <laughs> Is we were in Hillsboro. Had like a day off, I think, or something from the studio. We were all at this park where I used to go. It was the one skate park that, <clears throat> that wasn't far from the house that I yeah. always go to. 
and it had basketball courts, and we were like, oh, we'll just go to the park and play basketball. Yeah. So we were out shooting hoops, and uh, Binks takes a phone call and comes, because he was, I think he was still living, yeah, he was still living in Portland when yeah. we had to go record, so he was up there hanging out with us in the studio. <clears throat> this is, so Binks was in Fear before on that tour. Uh-huh. Not, yes, on that two-month tour. The two-month tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played with Fear before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then back in the studio, back Escapist in the studio, Fiction. Yeah, Escapist Fiction. Binks takes a phone call. Takes a phone call and comes back and is like, I think I just got kicked out of Fear Before. And we're like, oh, that's weird. Like, And I remember I was shooting a free throw and I was like, well, you just play for us. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And then Binks came back with us to Utah and... He's been here ever since. Oh my god! <laughs> Bought a house. Bought a house. Runs. Wiped runs the local bar. Runs the local bar. Runs twenty miles a day. Yeah, crazy guy. Great man. Great, great dude. So uh, Binks. So at that point, Eric Rose left the bandits. Binks, Jeremy, Adam, you, mm-hmm. and Drew. Yep. And we did some tours with that too. And that's when. Shit went down on tour. Binks's jaw got broken. Oh yeah, Binks got his jaw destroyed. Yeah, that was poor a guy. Halloween, Tucson, Arizona, man. Yeah, that was on a Let Live tour. That we, was with Let Live. Yeah, we were on you a tour. Well, we were on a tour with Let Live, and I think Jeremy stayed with Let Live. Let Live had an extra show that we weren't on, and so Jeremy stayed with them, and we went to Tucson to party with the Bled for on Halloween. Okay. So we get there, and we're bar hopping all over the place, and we're like with all the dudes in the blood, and we're like in restaurants or bars having like shirts off parties and shit, yeah. like in the booths. And as as we as you do, yeah, it was crazy. And it was like winding down to last call, and we were gonna go to a different bar. So we're all on foot walking to a different bar. Drew hollers at some girl and there's two dudes and he the guy's like what'd you say he's like uh he's like did you holler at my girl he's like yes what if i did drew goes to take a swing at him the guy ducks and pops drew right in the jaw and drew drops into the gutter (coughs) and i have no idea what's happening because i'm on the phone with katie yeah so i turn around and see a guy in the gutter and i'm like wait like that's drew that's drew (laughs) fuck and i look up and the other guy's trying to fight me and I'm like, whoa! I don't. I, don't I just want got off the phone. Yeah. No, I, don't no, do that. I was still on the phone, and I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go. Like, shit's, shit's happening. Yeah, shit's happening. So I hung up the phone, and right then, there was a guy, and it's Halloween. So yeah. this guy in like a Unabomber costume, beard and bomb strapped to him. Binks is staggering down the street, and he jumps behind Binks and just like one, two, three, straight to the jaw from behind him. Jesus. Yeah, and then runs off. And we're like, what the fuck? So Binks is still walking, and we're like, and then Binks just starts spitting out all this blood. Uh. And we're like, what the fuck? And he can't talk. And we're like, shit. So get, we're like, okay, we can't go to that other bar. We get to the van, and Jericho is just like, I'll drive us to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so we went there. Turns out he, like, what, broke his jaw in, like, two places, two teeth, had to get his jaw wired shut. Yeah, he was wired shut for a minute. And uh, we had to leave him. We had to cancel the rest of the tour and leave him at his aunt, aunt or grandma's house in Arizona and come home. Yeah, because he had to recover, obviously. It sucked. Yeah, that's rough. Just like, sorry, bud. Love ya. Have fun with smoothies. <clears throat> yeah, for a minute. So. That's brutal. Um, so then um, Jeremy decided to leave the band. 
Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy had come to a point where he said, I'm sick of doing everything, which is respectable because... Because he was driving the band. Well, yeah, driving the band, plus, you know, it was... no Nobody else took the initiative to book the tours, you know? Yeah. And Jeremy was sick of talking to people and sick of, I don't know, I guess no results. So Jeremy leaves. I'm uh, yeah. Miles joins band. I yeah. Adam Adam and I had uh, some hangout time one time. So he asked me to come play. Um, that was the most fun I've ever had in a band. Best musicians I've ever played with. So far. Sure. So far. Uh, we went back to Oregon, recorded with Stefan again. Interlace audio. Five, interlace audio five song taylor recorded his drums in two and a half five, hours five song banger five song banger that record's fast it's so yeah good. yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun man it's the coolest thing i've i've been a part of for sure i i, I listen to it still but oh, i listen to it on the regular yeah it's a good record is that's like what i tell people they're like oh i've listened to and you're sitting and swallowing in and escapist and i'm like they're like, is your third record any good? And I'm like, it's way good. It's the more, fast. Yeah, the more I listen to it, I'm just like, it's it's full force the yeah, whole way through. For sure. Um, si- I mean, you're the, you're the side project king. So, I mean, what are some what are some side bands you've done? Well, that's I mean, Settle Down was another project of. I was the ocean of no well of, of knowing people and then being like, oh, we don't have a drummer anymore. Do you want to play drums? Yeah. for us. So. Settle Down was you, Jeremy, Eric. Me, Jeremy, Eric, and Drew. Uh, and Alex. Alex. Alex Johnson. Oh, Alex Johnson. Which was, what, Pedal Tricks was the original name? Yeah, I think so. And they had Brad, Bradley Bacon on drums. Oh, yeah, Bake on drums. Yeah. And, Bacon, uh, I remember he took over the drums. And he, I think he quit. I don't know if they kicked him out or quit, but... Settle Down was always Eric's band. That was like yeah. the rule. It was like the rule. Eric decides on what we do with this band, and that was fine with everybody, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So started doing that, and then Eric was like, I think I want to have Drew join the band, do second vocals. And I told him not to do it. And then he did it. And then kicked him out later, and then brought him back again. <laughs> oh, so... Alex and Drew were doing double vocals. Yeah. Okay. And Drew did some now. keys for a little bit, and Alex always did extra percussion. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I'm remembering now. Oh, it was just super heavy, big, fat drums. Yeah. Eric with his bass. I've got to find those recordings. I have them somewhere. It's a band camp. Oh, band camp. The album's on there. Be still, yeah. Okay. I'll go, I'll go check it. I'll and then it. I did Pest Rules with Andrew, uh, is, I think he's Malign. I think it's how you pronounce it. My other boss at work. <clears throat> yeah. That was just a two-piece. He played guitar through a guitar amp and a bass amp, and we wrote four songs. Well, I guess Andrew already had four songs that we played. Never had time to record any more songs, but those four songs are on Bandcamp also. We recorded them with Dan Juarez. Sick. We'll get links from you, and we'll attach all that yeah. to this. And then, uh, yeah, it was super fun, because we only had the four songs, and he was like, do you want to be in my band? We'll play shows, but split the money 50-50 and it was like oh whatever cool so we played a few really cool shows but we only have four songs and the songs are like less than two minutes <laughs> so people are always like play more like, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have any more that's it play we, that first one again yeah we could play the set <laughs> again yeah and then uh, I've done 
when we we did some pre-production drums for some more I Am The Ocean songs at Joel's studio, and I recorded drums on some random, like, country song. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Joel told me who it was one time, but I was like... He's like, yeah, I'll mix and master these if you just record this track. This is how it goes. Just your drums are set up, so let's record it real quick. Get That's gangster. Yeah. Joel's great. And then uh, that Bloom record, latest Bloom record that came out, Aftermath, They, uh, my cousin Josh and my buddy Walter play in that band. And then Walter recorded drums on their first record. And then when it came time to do their second record, the drummer at the time did not want to do it I guess so she recorded one song and me and Walter split the rest so there's like I think four songs we each did okay and then did a bunch of pre-pro for that and then went into Joel's studio to record that it was a good time nice cause like set up one drum kit the way Walter wanted to record then tore it all down set it all up the way Mari wanted to record and tore it all down and set it up the way I wanted to record. That's really cool. And so just blasted through a bunch of songs in one day. It was a good time. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> turtleneck? Yeah, turtleneck wedding dress. Turtleneck wedding dress. That's that's the, late, that's the latest thing. My wife told me I couldn't be in that band unless it was named Turtleneck Wedding Dress. Gangster. Good job, Kitty. Shout we, out. We were, uh, we were driving to, I think, Metro not old metro new metro and there's the shops like wedding shops at gateway and there was a turtleneck wedding dress in the window <laughs> so she said you're not allowed no, to be no, in she, that band she was like holy crap turtleneck wedding dress and i was like that'd be a really good band name and and then we were starting that band and initially it was supposed to be called Ernest Saves Crucial Fest Ernest Saves Crucial Fest yeah, but nice. Jer- Jerem thought it was too much of a joke yeah so we went with turtleneck wedding dress. So turtleneck wedding dress was <laughs> obviously the next step. And that Crucial Fest we played for the first time was supposed to be our first show, our last show, and our CD release. <laughs> but it But it wasn't. It wasn't, no. You kept playing. And now we have It was your first show and your CD release, but it wasn't your last show. Yeah, no, and now we have eleven songs recorded, but it's not done. Hell yeah. Well, you guys got to get it done. Which one's the record title is I don't I don't want to get it wrong. I think I'm going to get it wrong, but it's a uh, try. I think it's a uh, Ernest releases greatest hits volume two, Dark Side of Lagoon. I love this. <laughs> so I love it. It's so it's so minus the bear. Yeah, the whole the whole concept of turtleneck is no idea is a bad idea. No idea is a bad idea. No, I'm and all we, about that. Last practice we were messing around with everybody who had a loop pedal in it. It's it's gonna get real. Oh, it's gonna wow. get wacky. That's real interesting. <laughs> real interesting and wacky. But then, uh, what nine uh, for eight eight years now? I've been doing slow ride. Slow ride. Oh yeah, yeah. the reggae. I remember you were doing that when when I was in Ocean. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's become. Do you still play regular shows? Yeah, tomorrow. We play tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. 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 Bar name Sioux Highland. But yeah, it went from being like a original reggae band to like covers and originals in the style of reggae yeah so like hip hop well, I mean covers covers kill huh you get more gigs that way yeah we well we can I think we have I think we talked about it last night we have like 80 80 something songs to choose from oh wow 
from when we started. So we played for three hours. We played when we played Barney Soon we played ten till last call. Damn. <laughs> That's nuts. That's wild. So it's a good time. Yeah, that's mean, a long set. That's endurance, though. That's I mean, especially for a drummer. I mean, reggae is not really like taxing drumming. You yeah, know? but you can, you can make it taxing if you want. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure you do. I'm sure you find ways <laughs> to make it exhausting. Band. Yeah, and and I have a microphone in that band, so oh, it's, tight. It's also a blast. That is tight. That oh, I love that. I gotta come to the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna try throw to come like tomorrow. A, that sounds amazing. <laughs> you throw out like a boy. Uh, I don't even really do that, but I do a lot. I do all the DMX barking and. and oh my that. god! <laughs> I fucking love you, Taylor. What the fuck? So it's like you know, you have fun because a lot of a lot of my band members. Well, I guess not a lot of them, but there's only two other ones. Uh, Brian always told me he's like, "Oh, you think it's easy to just talk?" About stuff in between songs, I'm like I do. Give I do. Give, give me a microphone, yeah, and I'll show me, you how fucking easy it is. So it's lots of dad jokes and telling stories about songs that aren't the real story <laughs> of the song. Yeah. Like well, we, we naturally. Play, yeah, we play. I like drummers. Drummers with mics. Lauren used to have a mic because he felt like he could do better than Austin because Austin just wouldn't talk sometimes. I saw him uh, when Lauren. Yeah, when Midnight Drive was here. I mean, Hibernator. Just Fuck. barely. I missed that show. Yeah, they stayed at my house. Nice. When was that? Uh, I want to say three months. Three months ago? Yeah. September? <sighs> Wild. Hibernator, I'm going to fucking punch some, one of y'all in the face for not calling me. Phil. <laughs> Filthy Phil. He just wanted all, me all to himself. Yeah, I'm so. sure he did. I, t- I remember talking to him like earlier this year. I remember being like filthy Phil. He was in a band called Axe to Ariel when I played with him. We, we were when we were in the Lauderdale. We played uh, in Montana a bunch. We we played at like a bowling alley one time, and we walked in and like Phil had like dreadlocks, but they were like like three inches long off of his head, and he just looked stoned. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. Your band's playing? Nice. I'm stoked. And they were they were sick, dude. I remember that. And then uh yeah, he started doing that midnight drive thing. Yeah, we used to do uh first time we ever met those guys, we went there and Phil we were like, Oh shit, we want to party, but we don't have anywhere to party and Phil was like I like I live in a trailer. Like we can go there. Fuck yeah. About it. Let's it's go. better than the van. Let's so, go. Yeah, so it was always like that was the thing. Like play the show, go to, go Phil's, to, go trailer, to Phil's trailer, yeah. party our asses. Legit. I think I honestly like cause we those Montana shows were some of the first experiences we had out of Salt Lake, but I remember Phil being like, Do you guys know the I am the ocean dudes? And we're like, Yeah, for sure. And he's like, I love those dudes. They're good dudes. Yeah, and then I remember when we had that giant bro ship trailer that we toured with all the time. And it would literally, like, we'd show up places. Like, I remember we, when we'd get to Spokane, people would be like, oh, I'm the ocean's here. Yeah. And then, like, Loom would roll through, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm the ocean's just here. With their huge trailer. With their huge bro ship trailer. Yeah, that's when we were doing uh, tours with Clifton, too. What, ten dudes and a dog and a van with a trailer? Ten dudes, a dog and a van and a trailer. Those are some fun times. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Show Stories. Pretty much wraps it up for this week. 
Uh, we want to thank Taylor Orton again for being our special guest for the last two episodes. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Taylor. We love you. Make sure to check out all of the projects mentioned in this episode because, you know, that's mostly what we're doing this for. So support your local scene, support man. Support your local scene. That's the reason we're doing that. I want to thank Miles Rogers for all, his, for all his hard hosting work. I couldn't even spit that out. That was super nice of you. I, really, I would like to thank you for all your super hard producing work and taking care of the... Uh, formal side of this whole thing it's made it really fun thanks case you're yeah. great and guys as usual and wait can i say it this time yeah we'll see you in the crowd y'all hey thanks for listening to show stories if you play local music in salt lake city or if you love all things local music and have some interesting stories to share come sit down with miles and casey and be a guest on an upcoming episode of show stories you can get in touch with us by email at the hive mind collective slc at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at the hive mind c-o-l-s-l-c show stories is a production of the hive mind collective slc 